And we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of a spite and the Streisand effect because it gives me an opportunity to actually say, I've learned. And I'll explain a little bit more about that as we go along. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. It's good to be back with you guys. Uh, and, and I'm going to warn you, I wasn't sure that the show was even going to go on tonight. Uh, for those of you that might have been paying attention to the weather out here on the eastern seaboard, it's been dangerous, you might have heard. Yeah, down south of us, it's been exceptionally, exceptionally bad. So uh, if anything should go sideways and suddenly the show just blips off, that's going to be a power thing on my side. Uh, if that happens, there's not a hell of a lot of anything that I can do about it and just consider the show to be quit at that point. I don't expect it's going to have happen, but on the off chance, I have no battery backups. So it'll it'll be what it'll be. So good to be with you guys. Top left-hand corner, North America. Dallin, thank you for being able to show up. This is three nights in a row that we've spoken. This is weird. It's very weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I figured given the, the heading tonight, uh, I figured I better come in and see if I got a couple of pennies to throw at this one. That's fair. This is two nights in a row that we've talked about pennies. This is not a good thing. Well, just for the record, even though I'm not on camera... Uh, cause actually I don't have a camera on this computer right now. Uh, that being said, I, uh, I'm not using them to cover my eyes or anything like that. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. And from the Midwest, the U S where, um, uh, I can't, um, I can't, I can't, I can't use the line I was about to. You can. No, no. <laughs> okay. Did you enjoy your blowjob tonight, Bridget? Hi. <laughs> Hi. Well, it got like really, really, really windy here last night stuff, but all the tornadoes seemed to skirt us, which was good. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you that didn't hear about it, yeah, some of the tornadoes that hit uh, south of me and east of Bridget and south southeast of Bridget, um, did I hear right that there was a tornado that stretched approximately 200 miles as a single yep. swath? Yep. <sighs> and about 227 miles. It, it started in Jonesboro, which I know where Jonesboro is. And I was like, oh, wow. And uh, went across four states. Jesus. And uh, petered out. I don't know if they still use that word or not, but petered out somewhere near, near uh, Bowling Green. Yeah, I, I think I think it's safe to say from from those of us that are a little bit younger than you that yeah, petered out is still a, a valid. Ter what do you mean they still use it? What the hell? I don't know, but anyway, to to make it from Jonesboro to near Bowling Green is a pretty good trek. Fair enough. Not to mention it was eating everything in its path, but we, we don't talk about oh, yeah. that anymore, do we? No, I've seen that kind of a thing before and it's really terrifying fair enough and i'm just i'm glad that it was not here i know that sounds really selfish 
But, you know, when I was looking at the models and stuff yesterday morning, I was like, eh, this might not be a good setup. I don't like the way this looks. Yeah, this is this this is this is bad. This is bad, but only so much that we can do about it. Anyway, so everybody, of course, as always, thank you for being with us. If you happen to be with us live as we record, which these guys are, and thank you very much for that, you can chime in and let us know how you're thinking about stuff. So Felis, Stephanie, of course, as always, good to see you. Glad that you guys are healthier, because that means that you're healthy. Er. So kind of work from there. Uh, there's there's just stuff. For anybody that's wondering and watching the video after the fact, yes, I am scruffy looking. I did not go out today. I've had power issues, and I'm just I, – I didn't bother shaving because I just didn't feel like it. So if anybody's got a problem with that, um, <laughs> take it up with Norelco. I didn't shave today either, so don't feel bad. Yeah, I'm I'm not too terribly worried about. Does Norelco <laughs> even still exist anymore? I don't know. Where the hell did I pull that? Na- of all the of all the of all the razor blade names I could have come up with, I mean, uh, Bic Schick, uh, Norelco. Norelco is still around. It's uh, it's part of Philips though these days. Uh, imagine that. All right, fair enough. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm 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 hanging in here, people. Yeah, I got boosted so hard yesterday. Yeah, you did. You you man, she was she was telling me off the air uh, before it got started that uh, she 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 went ahead. She got the one two punch. <laughs> doing, doing a I great did. job. And and the first time I was on Team Pfizer, so yesterday I got Moderna. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Memory serves. I think. I think. Uh, I think my first two were dinner. Pretty sure. Yes. Yeah, mine were because of my age groups. So. And yeah. it's fair enough. Uh, I, I I will admit at this point, I have not gone for boosters. Not for any stupid reason, other than the fact that I don't get out very often. So I just haven't been out to get. I'm. Uh... The way they're the way they're distributing the the next round, uh, there are certain people that are they're taking care of first before my demographic gets into it. So I'm still on a list before That's I fair. can get mine. And look, I've been out. I've been out almost every other day, you know, either to go shopping or to go just go down to the store to pick something up. Yes, I got. I got the mask and everything like that. And I, I do keep a, you know, I I keep distancing where I can, but if I have to walk past somebody in the grocery line or the grocery aisle to get something, you know what? I am not going to have a panic attack because I passed within a foot of somebody. And yeah, the worst thing I've suffered in the past few days was a slight bout of food poisoning on Tuesday. That was my my own damn fault. I didn't cook the chicken enough. Yeah, I know know what caused it. I know why it happened. And I'm an idiot. That's awful, though. Yeah, but but on the bright side, for what it's worth, like you said, he knows all the W's on it. So, yeah, not having to really worry about anything makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. So, I mean... 
And yeah, this is why Santa needs to send you a wok and a three-gallon container of peanut oil so that you can fry everything in. If you're going to have everything running through you, at least it should taste right. You know what I'm saying? Look, okay, look, I'll take the peanut oil. The wok, uh, I got a glass top stove, so I don't know how well it'll work. Yeah, that could be a problem. Uh, a long glass. That's, okay. a, that's, that's an induction uh, top? Uh, you don't want to scratch it. No, I can I can turn it on, put my hand on it, and burn myself. So it's not one of those, you know, only heats when a pot's on it type of thing. So it's not it's not one of those. It's not fire. No, it's not fire. Damn. All right, never mind. Yeah, yeah they, they are well, like easy I said, to scratch. So, but like I said, I'll take the peanut oil. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> wouldn't mind frying some stuff. Yeah, there's that. There's that. I have a uh, uh, I I have a uh, natural gas uh, stovetop and an electric oven. So I've got the best of both worlds. If anything should, you know, go a little bit on the weird side. So, you know, I can always, I can always cook something some way or other. Um, yeah, I, I wish we had gas here. We had gas in Arkansas, but you know, it, it was a thing to lose power for weeks at a time, <laughs> especially with ice storms and things like that. So yeah, yeah. that, that I, I know a little bit from something from that out here. We had gas put in. That was, you know, yeah. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Um, as an aside to everything else, by the way, uh, everybody, as you would have seen from the title for tonight's show, nominally, I would have gotten uh, a little a little container of Johnny Walker Black, which I've done for many a year. But the fact that I didn't leave the house today which I normally would have, and I would have gone to the store and gotten the little container. I didn't feel comfortable because I did not want my house to, you know, start floating its teeth, shall we say. So instead of having a Johnny Walker black, you know, little shot kind of thing, uh, and Phyllis, you might need to help me out on this one because I think this was one that you sent me. I have the St. Chapelle Soft Red Chateau series that I'm drinking tonight. And I don't remember if this one that you had sent me a while ago, and I do not drink red wine. Generally speaking, I do not drink red wine. I have a, I have a very fruity white wine, and I say fruity as in fruit, thank you, um, that, you know, I, I, I love, and I, I've talked about it many a times, the stuff that Fujin and I had gotten, but this, this is a very, very lovely red wine. It is not super dry. It doesn't hurt for me to taste it. Uh, it's the only way I can describe some of these red wines. But, you know, I I slowly sip on this stuff every once in a while. And, you know, I'm, I'm not quite done with it. I've still got one more serving out of this, I think. But um, I think uh, I think this is one that you might have sent me. So, you know, if it's yours, you know, cool. Thank you. And she's saying, yes, 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 she did. So. Thank you. It's it's been it's been a hoot to have this one. So that is uh, that is going to be my drink of choice tonight because, like I said, I don't have the hearts and I don't like liquor. I, don't, I actually really don't like liquor. Joey's not with us, and Joey's the one. Dallin, you'll back me on this one. Joey is the one that keeps saying you should have it hurt. It is a poison you're voluntarily ingesting. It should hurt. <laughs> He's uh, he's basically said ex almost exactly that several times over. 
well, he's not wrong. Because yeah. that, that is what alcohol is. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah. Sorry, I, I just uh, I, I just found something that I just had to share with with everybody. I just put it in our Discord chat. Uh, under the caption, only in Canada. Oh. Only in Canada would you see a beaver dragging a piece of spruce that is decorated with Christmas lights back to the lodge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's that. There's that. All right. So how about I get things started over here? Because um, for a change, which I, I don't usually do, Five Minute Freestyle is actually going to kind of run parallel with stuff tonight. So we'll kind of see how this plays out. We'll have the horrible scopes. I'll have an update for you on uh, Rafe's condition because, you know what? I, I just mentioned it, so screw it. Uh, I'll, I'll just say it. There has been no update for Rafe Bedawi. Nothing has changed. And being that I looked that up a little bit before we started, and I did not update my numbers over here, it is now the 12th. Since there is no change, it has now been nine years, six months, and two days? Two days. I'm doing the math really quickly in my head. Since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes, our hopes, our thoughts are still with you and your family. We're still waiting a lot of folks in Canada, especially, are still waiting. So, you know, keep that in mind for yourself. So, with that out of the equation, let me just go ahead and get things rolling over here. So, with five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. The word is... The secret word is plinth. Yeah, there's some of you that know some old uh, classic 70s game shows. and Yeah, the password is plinth. P-L-I-N-T-H. Believe it or not, if you ask your Google device to read the word or spell it for you, it will actually do that. I learned that earlier today because I did it on a whim. It's kind of funny. Plinth is a word that does not get used very often. It is a very specialized word. It's not something that gets used very often. The only time that you'll typically end up hearing it described is in reference to a piece of art. Usually a sculpture. Sometimes a piece of pottery. A plinth is basically just a, a, a small column inside some edifice or other that you would put a piece of art on, like a sculpture, piece of pottery, for instance. And believe it or not, I actually read uh, a piece, uh, a story where literally someone was put on basically an oversized plinth. It had everything to do with the expression, if you will, of setting someone on a pedestal is kind of where this is going for me at this point and why this is all going to run parallel with tonight's overall. It's a bad idea to put somebody, to put anyone on a pedestal, on a plinth. And there are kind of differences in how these things are worded and, and how they should really be thought of. 
like I said, putting something on a plinth gives it a place where it's supposed to be not exactly revered or respected so much as it should be a position of not reverence, but appreciation. Putting someone, putting something on a pedestal usually implies that, metaphorically speaking, it is above being touched. And when it's a personality, it's somebody that should be revered in such a way as to be untouchable. And that's not something that we should ascribe to ever. And we know it. No idea, no person, no anything should be in a position where it could not be questioned. It could not be touched, investigated. And we, generally speaking, don't do that. Generally speaking. But believe it or not, I actually watched a bunch of reactors earlier today. And, and I'm not going to describe which group it was or for what, uh, whatever it was that they were reacting to. But there was one that caught my attention and made me realize, you know what? I've been guilty of doing exactly that. I've put ideas up on a plinth in front of me and have poo-pooed so many other pieces about subsequent variations of. And one of them in particular, it's not the only one, but one in particular has been the Star Trek franchise. And people have heard me talk about how I do not see anything beyond the 2009 Star Trek movie. Anything after that has just been, it's just been crap. I'll even backtrack it enough to the, the Enterprise series. It's been crap. Just, just outright, it's crap. And to a certain point, there is something about my having said that. That can be easily seen as I've put Star Trek that I grew up with on its own pedestal, on its own plinth, and it should never be touched or assailed. It, it should never be questioned. And anything after that simply does not lead up to that. No. It's actually because I did look at and I did investigate and I did try to understand and I came to a conclusion, not because it was unassailable, but because I actually did look at and question. And that is always the way it should always be. And to borrow from cognitive dissonance, doubt even this. This episode, 388 on the docket, Your Honor. It's 10 years post-hitch. It's hard to believe, you know. It, it's it's hard for us to think that, you know, it's been 10 years. I didn't think about it, and I knew that there was something that was coming up. I, I even told uh, Dallin last night that, you know, I knew that there was something that was coming up that, that was in my calendar. I couldn't remember what the hell it was, but I, I know I'd noticed something, but, you know, I'll, I'll figure out what it is. Because I usually do, you know, 12 hours before show. Usually. 
And I opened up my calendar. I'm just like, oh, shit, yeah, Hitchens' death. All right, yeah. And I look at it, it's 2011? Really? It's been 10 years? Doesn't feel like it. I mean, it's easy enough at this point to say that, you know, it's stretched out almost 100 years in the last 12 months, but you know, be that as it may. But he is one of those people that, for good and for ill, not or, good and for ill, he has made a notable presence, not just in the atheist community, but for the overall consciousness for folks. And one of the things was because he actually thought stuff through and was willing to say in one very notable instance, I was wrong. And it seems, seems only reasonable that we go ahead and we touch on some of that stuff and specifically be thankful that somebody with a lot of clout went ahead and said, I was wrong. Because that doesn't happen nearly often enough. So, I think it's about time that we go ahead, we dealt with the horrible scopes, and then um, we see how long it takes for me to go ahead and start getting a little, um, I don't know how tipsy I'm going to get. I didn't eat, like, regular dinner time dinner, so I ate earlier than normal. So, I guess we'll see how this plays out, because I'm an idiot and I really should have had something to eat earlier. You know, something... Something other than meatballs and pierogi, you know, for, like, late lunch. Reminding you that it's now, you know, after midnight local for me, so I'm an idiot. But we'll see how that plays out. Anyway, so, folks, for those of you that know what your astrological signs are, cool. Those of you that don't, make it up as you go along. I really don't care, because nobody bribed me this week, so you get what you paid for. Screw y'all. Aries, and and this ended up funny last night. Maybe we'll tell you about it. Aries, start writing. Doesn't matter what it is. When you wake up in the morning, just start writing. Maybe it'll end up being musical lyrics or an instruction manual or the treatise for a new buddy cop movie, which there are not nearly enough of those that are quality anymore. Just start this week. Uh, okay, I guess I'll go. Oh, yep, over to you. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure the pecking order was here. Anyways, uh, Taurus, your Cuisinart horizontal waffle maker is old news. They make a vertical one now, and you can't screw up and overfill it. Just don't try frying a sausage patty in this one like you did the last one. That won't work. Yes. That is a good reason to keep the old one, but Cuisinart needs the money, damn it. Gemini. Yes, you're right. The fact that there are almost no public payphones anymore in the release of the next Matrix film definitely means the machines have won. Remember every time you were ever offered a cookie as a child? Your life has always been under observation. Stop resisting. I told the guys last night that I was I was actually planning on putting in a, a couple of other things uh, in that one. Uh, what what were some of the other ones, Dallin's? Um, uh Marry uh, and reproduce. Uh, oh, eat, yeah. consume. 
yeah, enjoy product, be happy, and wait next and wait for next product. Yeah, stuff like that. There, there's some people that get that reference, and you're my sunglass work wearing types over there. So, you know, yeah. thank you, Cancer Moonchild. If you didn't get your unfinished Thanksgiving dinner into the freezer already, it is too late. On the bright side, that frozen turkey you bought at a discount can stay in the deep freezer for two years safely. Set a calendar reminder so you don't forget it's there. It's true, by the way, two years. If you've got something that you can keep it like minus 10 Fahrenheit, shit, I don't remember what that qualifies. Minus 10 Fahrenheit or, you know, deep freeze Celsius, it'll keep two years straight. Something to think about. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, Leo, if you're out driving in Amish country at night and you get cut off by a horse-drawn carriage that Tokyo drifts around a corner with sparks flying off the wheels... You are morally obligated to delete those images from your dash cam. Think about that this week. Hard. I will refind that damn video so that you guys can see that. I will refind that damn video. Hey, I saw a video of a, of an Amish carriage at a drag strip, and the motor and the motor that was in that thing was. I would have to say it was almost FAA regulation. <coughs> I didn't think they were allowed to do that. Well, Virgo, you need to start a creative business that women around the world have been waiting for. A makeup company that uses standardized color codes instead of nondescript names for each product. Instead of calling it Perfect Palette, call it FF0000, but nickname it Four Red for easier classification. So, Bridget, as someone who deals with makeup a hell of a lot more than either one of us, does that not sound like a really nice idea to have an actual standardized color palette for a change? I don't know that they could do that, though, because the colors are going to differ from company to company. They don't have standardized colors. And, but, but, but also you think about, Shujin, like, for instance, uh, Coca-Cola Red. That is a specific color that is actually patented. Um, and well, wait a minute. I, okay. Wait, tra- trademarked? Not, trademarked. 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 Sorry. Trademarked. My bad. Yeah. Um, but in any case, even some of the best color laser printers out there have a hard time duplicating certain or replicating certain colors. The only reason I say this is because I had to deal with a Xerox salesperson once who said that that their color printers could actually do Coca-Cola red 100% accurate. Which was an interesting thing for me, considering all I wanted was a black and white printer that could duplex, i.e. print on both sides. And these two chuckleheads could not sell me that, but kept telling me this color printer was exactly what I needed. Like, I'm sorry, are your names Dunning and Kruger? I said you're wrong. Get out. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you said chuckleheads. I, I definitely did not hear chucklehead in my head. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. I know. I know. I, I had to that was, pause that was a, for yes, a that was quarter a, of a second. I, I heard the clutch slip on that one. <laughs> I heard the clutch slip on that one. It was, it was very good. It was very good. Uh, 
Uh, my turn over here on this one, isn't it? Yes, yes. Libra, ladies, your guy friends will never understand why you need 17 pairs of shoes. Just accept that fact now and move on. Make sure he knows what size you are, what colors and styles you have, and what you still need so that maybe one day you'll get a gift that fits. I had this exact argument with Fujin once upon a time ago. You know, when she was still alive. Yeah. Dallin, remember about that whole black humor thing? There, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. there's uh, another one right there. All I'm saying is not just shoes. When I started my marriage, I had half I had half the bedroom closet. By the time she threw me out, I had a quarter of the closet and I had lost one drawer in my dresser. <laughs> Anyways, Scorpio one of you out there thinks Australia isn't a real place and that koalas are made-up CGI animals. You know what? You're right. Why ever would we invent an animal that climbs trees, sleeps for 20 hours a day, and only wakes up to mate and eat? I mean, isn't that exactly what cats do? You know, the funny thing is, apparently there's some chucklehead on TikTok that is claiming that Rome does not exist. And I have not watched it because I value what brain cells I have left. I still have to work for a living. And to do that, I need to think. Yep. And as I said to Dallin last night when he told me about this one, there are some people I know with noses that would tend to disagree with that accession. <laughs> but no, I don't understand. Italians, Roman noses. Big, oh, big honking. Okay. Think Mr. Incredible, only just real life. Okay. Yeah. Sagittarius. Uguay told us there are no accidents. This week, you'll see a social media post that you need to answer. You won't be making a someone on the internet is wrong post, but more of a I understand where you are post. It's your big opportunity to be kind and brother. You need to be kind for a change. I have absolutely no idea where that one came from. No idea whatsoever. No. Capricorn, brewing coffee is good. Mixing it with Coca-Cola, I, I know, I know, is also a good idea. Brewing coffee on the gas stovetop with Coca-Cola in an antique aluminum percolator is a horrible idea. The sugars will burn, which smells Horrible. The fire department is going to ask how it started, and watching them wince in disgust is going to feel horrible. And knowing that all of your ancestors have disavowed any familial links to you in the afterlife will feel, sing it with me, kids, horrible. Horrible. Switch to whiskey instead. I don't have whiskey. I have I have red wine right now. So, and and for anybody that's wondering, why do I pronounce horrible that way? It's just to piss off the OCD folks. You're welcome. I'm also the kind of person that will occasionally make an 89 degree angle just to piss off people. I wish I had done that when I was in math class in high school. Oh my god, that would have been so glorious. Yeah, it, it's it's worth the F if you can tweak somebody. Anyways, Aquarius, 
Wow. How apropos is this one to me? I don't know. Your dishwasher has been getting food poisoning from all the leftover bits you fed it this week. I had no idea how that ended up this way. Uh, expect it to vomit soapy water all over your floor. Now, if it's more bubbles than water, then you can blame your housemate instead. Unfortunately, I live alone, so it's my own damn fault. Pisces, stop giving out potential security answers on social media. If they ask things like, what was your first pet's name? Either don't answer or make up something funny. I had my first BJ at 15. It's going to make people do a double take until you explain that's the name of a rescued blue jay chick. Don't use that one, though. That's ours. Again, I have no idea where that one in particular came from. I'm sure no idea whatsoever. Those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you want something better, you should really go ahead and bribe me. If you want to really stick it to somebody else, you can bribe me even more. I'm not above bribery. I don't care what the fat man wants to bring me or not. I'll he's, be, he's not. I don't, I don't really much care. You know what? He, he, sovereign airspace over my house. I will, I will install anti-aircraft weaponry. I will do that. In this case, it doesn't have to be explosive. It just has to be a whole bunch of um, uh, remote controlled drones and just fly them over the house. Just hover them in a, in a big block pattern. Let them run into them and chop off that damn nose. Uh, uh, so you guys, you guys enjoy those and, and um, we'll, we'll see what comes of it next, uh, next week. Next week is not Christmas. It's the week after that. I have to plan. Yeah. I have to start planning ahead. Hmm. Oh, crap. That means I have to start planning on what I'm going to have for, oh, the new year. Balls. I have to think about something for the, uh, whatever. Figure out later. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. All right. So, as I said, it's 10 years. It is 10 years since Christopher Hitchens died. And I think one of the first things that I want to talk about really quickly is not that he went ahead and said I was wrong, but I want to go ahead and touch on the one where he's, where he was unable to say I was right when it was getting on in time for him and reminding everybody he died from esophageal. Am I pronouncing it right? Esophageal. Cancer? Yeah. Okay. It, uh, I'm sorry. That's that's. I, I I actually tried to practice saying it because that's one of the ones that's really. I don't know why it it just ramps up in my mouth and I just can't pronounce it correctly. And and yet I can still spill out of my face. Um. What was what was the term for that? Uh. The stuff. Anti angiogenesis. I've learned to just spill that one out of my face, but esophageal cancer, I have to actually mentally think about. <laughs> anyway, he had gone ahead and said, after I am dead, if anyone says that I had a deathbed conversion, they are lying. That is not going to have happen. That is not going to happen. I am telling you now. Anyone that says that is lying to you. 
And what ended up happening? Somebody went ahead and said, well, you know what? He had a deathbed conversion. <laughs> For anybody that's listening and not watching, yes, I am throwing the middle finger because son of a bitch was exactly right. He called it. He goddamn called it. And he was right. God, it's almost like he had a premonition or something. You guys, you guys happen to remember that? I think it was like uh, not even a week after he died that uh, somebody went ahead and some religious personality was like, I had a deathbed conversion, converted to, to Christianity, and he's in, he is in heaven now or, or meeting his maker or whatever the hell it was. And it was like, guys, no. You, you, <laughs> guys, read the room. He called this weeks ago. Yeah, I'm trying to find. Uh, Matter of fact, see. I think I think it was the uh, I think it was the religious guy that was actually with him on uh, a speaking tour near about that time too, who did it, if I remember correctly. Well, I'm trying to find. Uh, I'm looking for something here, and most thing I can find is like satire news articles. Uh, let me see. Satire when it comes to uh Christopher Hitchens. Imagine that. Now that would that yeah, would never okay. happen. That would be wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh just so I'm, I'm trying to actually get a get a name for you. That's all right. What while is looking for that? Yeah, you know, uh like I said, Bridget, do, do you even remember him going ahead and, and saying that and then like okay, within a week later, it's exactly what he said was gonna have happen happened. I remember him saying that. I didn't really keep up with what was going on after he died. That's that's fair. I think I was still reading his book that he wrote right before he died. That could be. Black humor moment. Oh, look at that. Somebody who's actually medically trained, not paying attention to a cadaver because it's not alive anymore. Makes perfect sense. Well, that's, you know, that's the way it be. Yeah, when somebody is termed stable, there's very little that you have to really worry about. Yeah. But I've got an article here from the National Post, uh, a Canadian newspaper, believe it or not. I believe uh, it. Dated, dated September 8th, 2012, uh, and it's headlined, No Deathbed Conversion for Atheist Christopher Hutchins. And uh, the, the subline is, Dying of cancer was not a life-changing event for Christopher Hitchens, not utterly. He was very much himself, literally, to his last day, his widow Carol Blue says. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. but I mean, it doesn't surprise me that somebody would try that because you were talking in the freestyle about the plinth, the pedestal. Yep. And even though Hitchens, and you even said, you know, like, you know, we as atheists, we don't uh, we don't put this guy on a pedestal. The thing is, he was one of the four horsemen at the time, Agreed. along with uh, along with Dawkins, Dennett, and Harris. Yeah, how's that all turned out? Hence well, the reason yeah. why I exactly said don't put people on plinths. <laughs> well, yeah, and and you know, especially uh, two of them right now have been subject to extreme deconstruction. Some of it self imposed, some of it because. 
social media is just a multi-headed beast that really does need to be slain. But that's subject for another thing. But the fact is, though, he was one of the rallying points when the atheist activist movement was kind of in its golden age. He kind of was one of the ones that people would not necessarily flock to, but would hold in high regard. So if some religious whacknut could come up with proof that he'd actually gone back to the church as a way to discredit him, then, you know, that that's a big win. But of course it was, the, the trouble is when you go up against a skeptic who, a skeptic group that knows how to read, knows how to research and can easily get to the facts. Yeah. Your stuff's going to get shot down pretty fast. Uh, and with a surprising amount of finality. Yeah. The, the line that I was thinking of for you, and I didn't want to interrupt you was, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be one hell of a feather in their cap? Yeah. Yeah. But it has to be a feather and not a paper mache replica. Can't imagine what he meant by that. And it's true, though. It's true. All uh, now, see, for me, <sighs> I have not actually read serious anything in a very long time. I will, I will freely admit that. And I know that in a lot of ways, in a lot of respects, that makes me a bad thinker. And I'm, I'm, I'm using scare quotes here. I'm, I'm, I'm using the, you know, the heretic woman scare quotes here, you know, a, a bad thinker. I try to take in everything that I can, but I've not been able to read, able to read in a, in a way that's both recreational and informational simultaneously for i mean a long time brains been screwed up for a long time but i tried i tried to listen to what's said not so much who said it you know mm-hmm. we, we we know full well the meta of where did something come from always comes up i mean it it, it always does it always can it always yeah. should because there is a certain difference between, you know, are you getting something from uh, the Boston Globe or uh, the Sun, for instance? And and yes, I'm I'm, I'm thinking of you over there uh, across the pond on that one. It you know there there's a difference of what you can expect. But for me, I never thought of it in terms of well, um. Dawkins said it, so it, it has to be right. I never thought of it in terms of Hitchens said it, so it's got to be right. I always thought of it in terms of, these are smart guys. What are they saying? And does it actually make sense? And then I would discount, you know, who it was that it came from and just settle on, does this actually make sense? Well, and, and that's kind of what you should do. Yeah. You know, if, if someone... You know, and I, I, I hate to bring politics into this because you know my stance on politics. Yeah, but, burn to the ground. but dude, but, this is not Friday night, so. All right. But if somebody on the right says X is a good thing, but then suddenly the media blasts that X is a good thing 
because of who said it. But then if somebody on the left says the same thing, well, suddenly it's it's canon. This this must be true because our hero said it. And that's the wrong way to do things. Because you may not necessarily like the guy that said X is a good thing, but if X is in fact a good thing, that's what should count. But unfortunately these days, it's so much easier to hate than to listen. That is fair. And, and a lot of people, even people I've considered rational and reasonable for years are buying into it. And it's like, then you really weren't a critical thinker at all. You're just a hate monger. You're just looking for an excuse to hate. Okay. Uh, There's two things about this one. Uh, One, if you ever see me acting, behaving that way, I expect you to tell me. Because if I don't see it and I'm doing it, I want to know. I want to be better than that. And and that's the thing. A lot of people. <laughs> yes, there, you know, there is exactly that. Punk singer Henry Rollins had a great line on this. You know, it's funny. I know him better for his spoken word poetry than I do for his actual music. Because, well, look, I'm going to be honest. The guy couldn't carry a tune if it had handles on it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and if he, and hey, if, if he's listening to the show and he wants to come at me with it, you know what? Fine. You know, it's just his music was a little bit before my time. Anyway. One thing he said in one of his uh, one of his uh, bits was, "When people you know become people you knew, it's heartbreaking, and it's it's actually one of the biggest reasons I pulled back from so much last year because I was seeing people I had respected, people I had put on a pedestal, if you will." Uh, you know, respected as artists, respected as creators, respected as writers, suddenly just become this visceral, you know, everything, everything that is different from me is bad and must be demonized. And if you associate with these people, you are part of the problem. You must be canceled. You must be dealt with. And it's like, I don't want anything to do with people like that because it's no you're what the like what happened to you people you know yeah the extremism on either side is a bad thing and and you're 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 absolutely right And, and the trouble is nowadays that you know uh a rational argument or something that is well spoken is now judged on who said it versus what they said which should never be the case when you're dealing with people who are of a skeptical nature or critical thinking nature, you know? Agreed. It, it, it really should work that way. But if you, if you go by the statistics, someone that has proven themselves to be less than a paragon of uh, integrity – uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to word it that way for the time being. There, there's a lot that can go with that. Yeah. It is, it is statistically more likely that they are not worth paying attention to or discounting 
because of that. That is not to say that that is always the case because we know full well statistics, you know, you get these weird outliers where suddenly I actually agree with something that you said. How? You know, and that happens. Every oh, once yeah, in a yeah, while, yeah. that happens. And yes, it can be completely uncomfortable. But there's also the problem of how important is the particular item. There are some things where, um, oh God, what the hell was that? What the hell was that stuff? Uh, that that ketchup mayo combination. Where oh, the mayo chop. Mayo chop. Okay. Having somebody say, this is a good product versus somebody saying, this is an abomination. I have seen both of these. I have seen both of these from people. And I'm not going to discuss where I fall on this particular um, very pink uh, rainbow. Well, I I did learn a little bit of something. And... um Bridge, I'm actually surprised you didn't uh, tweak me on this one. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. No, no, no. no. And it, it's only says because the, the friend that told me this is actually from the South. Uh, may, this mail chub stuff is actually fry sauce. If you've ever heard of that. I've never heard of fry sauce, but. Okay. You're off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it, but it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. But apparently fry sauce or ketchup and mayo together is a thing somewhere. Oh. I I still get a huge chuckle every time I see it in the grocery store, but oh my god. That's no and that's because of what it means. Well, um, then again in the UK they eat mayo on chips and that's just Oh, no. I I've actually been told that because I don't put vinegar on my chips that uh, I'm not a Canadian. And to, and, to which, and and funny enough, I was just thinking to myself, I am waiting for the guys at Letterkenny to go ahead and redo the whole thing about vinegar for uh, French fries. And suddenly, have you seen the stuff that's come up from the South? This abomination? <laughs> that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. And the thing is, they, they've got the, the they've got the uh, the indigenous portion of the show. The reason I bring that up is because, uh, for those of you that are listening and may not know this, Mailchup, which is how Heinz has marketed this fry sauce, is actually a word in Cree. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Which literally translates to, and here's my two, Mm -hmm. uh, it either means shit-faced or shit on my face. (laughs) So... We're not we're not kink shamers over here, but you really, really need to make sure that you've got your hepatitis up to speed on your vaccinations. Just saying. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, when you see the Twinrix logo, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at, at Bridge, that's what uh that's why we started talking about this, because I brought this up on one of our Friday shows. Oh, okay. uh, as, as one of my WTF news segments. And the thing is, I have a relative who speaks Cree. As a matter of fact, she's, <laughs> she, she's Métis, so I ran this by them. To say, is this legit? <laughs> to vet it, and, and I can tell you, twas vetted, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody at Heinz done goofed. 
Well, I mean, let's face it. Don't forget, Chevy marketed the Nova in Spanish-speaking areas. Yeah. Mm, for those okay, of you that you do don't that. know, Nova in English is a stellar explosion. In Spanish-speaking areas, it translates as uh, roughly, it ain't going anywhere. Well, won't go. <laughs> well, to be fair. Oh, God, really? <laughs> it's possible that maybe they hit the nail on the head. I don't know how good the Nova was in terms of performance. Oh, well, truth in advertising, you know? Yes, yeah. it's, it's true. You know. But if it's out there in the open and they're admitting it, then, you know. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, but it's, again, kind of circling back to the whole pedestal thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, shit, that's exactly what we were yeah. trying to talk about, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't think, like, I, I think you're right in that, you know, we, we shouldn't place people on on a on a pedestal or a plinth of infallibility. True that. Um, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with having heroes, okay? There's nothing wrong with having an ins- someone who inspires you, someone who you want to look up to. There's nothing wrong with role models. Mm-hmm. But understand that those role models are what you what you think of them is probably only a fraction of what they are. Like for instance, if you were to look at uh, John Belushi as an actor, comedian, singer—I mean, come on, Blues Brothers—you know where I'm going on this. I'm going to keep my mouth shut, but you know where I'm going to go on this. But what happens when, what happens when the curtain falls? What happens when he goes off stage? You know, they did a dive into his lifestyle outside of it, and it's not something you'd want to aspire to. Uh, the same can be said for a lot of, you know, actors, musicians, uh, celebrities in general. Can I say it? You know? Can hmm? I say it? Yeah. John. John, can I, can I, can I call you John? Hey, dumbass. I say this every time I play a song that you're part of as part of the Blues Brothers. You dumbass motherfucker. You had the world by the balls and you decided it would be more entertaining to throw additional recreational chemicals into your body. You knew better than that. But wait, wait, though. Yeah, I know. It gets better. You forget another icon that we both know and love and we know what he was going through outside of that and what eventually ended his life as Robin Williams you know do we yell and scream at him that you know he had the world by the no because in he was suffering from like earth shattering depression that eventually got him in the end so again if you want to aspire to be a good singer like John Belushi, or you want to be an awesome comedian like Robin Williams, or you want to be an excellent musician like, you know, insert anybody here, that's fine. But maybe you just never want to meet your heroes because they will never be in real life what you think they are as a result. That's true enough. So that's true enough. Now, 
I want folks to understand that the reason why I have always harped on John Belushi is because from what I remember, what ended his life ended up simply being voluntary. If I have been wrong about that for a and, and it would have to be for quite a while now because he's been dead for quite a while now. I will absolutely recant that and make sure that I never, ever do that again. That being said, let's backtrack now. Like I was saying earlier about Hitchens had the temerity to actually say I was wrong. Take you back to the early 2000s. The September 11th attacks happened in the United States. Horrific situation that it was. And the horrific situation that ended up afterwards. I'm very specifically thinking of the, how did they put it? The enhanced interrogation tactics that my goddamned government saw fit to utilize to try to get information. And they used a term for it. Waterboarding. The correct term for it is simulated drowning. And for anybody that says that I'm overhyping it and I'm overplaying it, Let's take you back. Well, to be fair, simulated drowning never worked with the focus group, so they thought waterboarding would be more catchy. So Christopher Hitchens, at the time, was very much on board, if you'll pardon the expression, that this technique was valid. It was not torture. It was a perfectly understandable and perfectly viable form of interrogation and people called him out on it and told him you're an idiot uh, I'm loosely translating and paraphrasing highly you're an idiot you don't know what the hell you're talking about this is absolutely pure psychopathic torture on these people that's going on and you're absolutely wrong and he went ahead and he said, look, I will go through it. I will go through exactly the same thing as what they're doing. And I will show you that I could get through it. No problem. This is not torture. Bridget, being that you are the only one of us who has any appreciable military experience or medical understanding of pretty much anything, um... Back when this all was happening and you heard about these enhanced interrogation tactics that were being utilized, what did you think of the terminology and what was being used? Or do you really remember? Well, it was really horrible. And I could not believe that we had a president who was on board with this. I mean, torture is torture. But he was one of those people that was saying, this isn't torture. I'm taking it from. Well, I mean, a lot of, I mean, a lot of people said that it 
wasn't, you know, one of them was Christopher Hitchens. Mm. But then after he underwent it, uh, he changed his mind very quickly. I think he lasted, what, three seconds, maybe? If that. If that. Now, for folks that don't understand how this plays out, what ends up happening is the person is literally laid on a board, uh, a plank, and they are, well, I don't remember if he was, but typically the interrogatee is strapped it's down. tied down, yeah. Now, in Hitchin's case, he was, uh, he held on to a, I don't remember exactly what it was, but basically it was... Uh, a piece of metal to where if it was too much, he could drop it on the floor. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go into an area that uh, some people might find a little bit um, discomforting and I don't care because it is, it is accurate. In the BDSM community, there is something that is called a safe word. If you are playing around with someone in such a fashion where the expressions no stop, mercy, the typical stuff that you would utilize when someone is under some kind of pain or duress or something, they would have the ability of using a very specific term, a code term that is a get out of jail free, stop everything. For some, it's the word red, as in like a stoplight. For others, it's a much more personalized word, a word that would never typically come into play during sexy times. When you can't vocalize, what you utilize is exactly this kind of thing. For some, it's a little uh, a little foam ball, something that you can drop. Or for some, maybe it's a, a specific set of grunts or a, a specific way of tapping something, but dropping something is a, a very, very well-respected manner. If you drop something, that's it. Stop everything. For those of you that have never heard about this expression or all of this stuff, terribly sorry to burst your bubble, but if you actually do want to learn a little bit more, my DMs and my emails are always open. I'd be more than happy to explain stuff. Leaving that aside. Dallin, three seconds. Do you know what ended up happening for the first two seconds at that point to Mr. Hitchens? I, his first reaction was probably was, okay, this isn't so, uh-oh. And that was it. That's your first two seconds. Like, oh, this isn't so, oh, crap. That'd be my guess. Yep. There's another thing that happens. And, uh, Bridget, I don't know if, uh, if there's a term that you know for it, but to the best of my recollection, when abject panic sets in at that point, the first instinct is to grip any and everything that you can, which means that safe device did not fall out of his hands for two of those three seconds that he probably panicked out of his gourd. I remember seeing the video. His hand practically went dead white from gripping onto that bar. I don't know if you saw it. It's been a long time. I would have to go back and see it again. I remember it. 
because Punishment repeated didn't last very long no. at all. No. And it completely changed his mind. Yes. And that's why I'm bringing this up because as soon as that ended up happening, he got, he was, he was picked up. He was brought off of that. And in the, in the, in the four seconds it took for them to get him up get the towel off of his face and get him upright. He went ahead and he said, no, that is absolutely torture again, paraphrasing, but he went ahead and he just said, I was wrong. That's, that's goddamn torture. Yeah. He, this, this is an absolute, this is an absolute moment of he fucked around and he found out and boy, tell you what he found out. And it changed a lot of people's uh, opinions really quickly. There were some that dug in twice as hard because, well, you know, it's Bambi Pambi English boy. What the hell do they oh, know? Yeah. Besides it, it's Hitchens and he's the one who said it. So we don't like him. So everything he says is invalid, you know, hitch boy, bad. Can't argue with that either. Cause that happened too. I still want to see Sean Hannity do it. He said that he would. <laughs> Can we get sorry. a GoFundMe going to to actually get, you know, say, look, we'll pay, you, we'll pay uh, you this much because yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him get get stuffed. Tucker, we'll have to see. From over the pond, Paris, Joseph. Good morning. Good to, good to see you. Good morning. Sorry, I'm late. No worries. Didn't know that you were uh, going to be able to make it at all. Uh, neither did I. Actually, I woke up at like 3.30 and just thought to close my eyes a bit more. <laughs> Famous <laughs> last words every time, three hours right? Later. I was like, purely understandable getting up that early in the morning just to hang out with us. Jeez. It's true. That's true. Well, yeah, it's worth it. Oh. Well, thank you. Hope you all are well. I'm doing okay. I'm uh, I'm I'm very much trying to keep myself at a very 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 calm moment right now because I'm very very sincerely hoping that you're not going to suddenly say so what's the topic tonight? Because so help me I will deck you. <laughs> uh, you must have long arms. Uh, <laughs> and I see Clippy in the uh in the comments. <laughs> oh. No, I don't think I'm going to push it too far. <laughs> Any case. So, oh, yeah. Have, there there has to be a, a, a Godwin uh, rule for, for Clippy. <laughs> you know what? I do not know. Although, I, I don't, although, I don't really hmm? although, it, wait, is, is his, is his proper title? Is it Dr. Godwin? I don't know. You know what? I've never looked it up. I should really, I should really look. Anyway, Mr. Godwin, perhaps doctor, has gone ahead and said, you know what? My rule doesn't apply when you're talking about actual Nazis right now. So go ahead and use it. Don't worry about it. You're fine. Yeah. Just so you know, uh, he was, uh, <laughs> wow. He was a lawyer. Okay. And an author. And Godwin's Law came up, started in 1990. Uh, so, and, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm 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 trying to put this into ideas as to where the internet is at this point. And it's just well, like, well, okay. Let me. All right. Let, let me uh, let me catch you up here. So I'm taking this directly from Wikipedia because Wikipedia okay. promulgated by the American attorney and author Mike Godwin in 1990. Godwin's law originally referred specifically to you to Usenet newsgroup discussions. Okay. He stated that he introduced Godwin's law in 1990 as an experiment in memetics. It is now applied to any threaded online discussions, such as internet forums, chat rooms, and comment threads, as well as to speeches, articles, and other rhetoric where reducto ad hitlerium occur, or sorry, reducto ad hitlerum occurs. In 2012, in, in 2012, Godwin's law became an entry in the third edition of the Oxford English Dictionary. Reductum ad hit. Wow. That, I, that's the first I've heard of that one. That's friggin' brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Redu oh, sorry. Reductio ad, ad Hitlerum, uh, Latin for reduction to Hitler, is also known as playing the Nazi card. Wow. Okay. Um, got to. Make sure that I get that link because I, I, oh, I'm, I wanna... I, I'm looking the hell out of all this. Oh, for I, you. I, appreciate, I appreciate that. Wow, this is beautiful, man. This that's, is this shit gold, man. That's a new one by me. Damn, that's. Yeah, but I remember. I remember his tweet though when he put out that it no longer applied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was that like, was wonderful wow. to see because it it meant that he even he was more than happy see. to go ahead and say, "Look, guys." Every rule has its the place where it's broken, and it's broken. Yep. Wow. Uh, nah. I don't know. I mean, these days, everybody's everything is reduct reductio ad Hitlerum these days. It seems. But I don't know so much about that in in as a specific. But reductio ad boogeyman, yeah, sadly, uh, again, that all comes down to the whole, we don't like extremists, period. Just, you shouldn't really be there. Please. That's just me. Anyway, where were we? Oh, yes, that, um, that uh, Hitchens... Uh, he, he lasted uh, three-ish seconds being waterboarded and just instantly, just just literally, like I said, you know, within within like four seconds, five seconds of getting up, he's just completely swept, uh, swept everything aside. It's just like, nope, found out I was wrong. I was wrong. And he, if I remember right, he was one of the people that was absolutely vociferous in telling people, look, I went through it. I know of which I speak. Stop doing this. Yeah. And, and you know, the funny thing is, like, I'm, I'm looking at his political views uh, on Wikipedia, and this is not a person you could put in a box and color it red or blue. He, he was, was all over the place. He was a complicated personality. And at that's what we would actually want, I would think. That's that's me yeah. talking. That's me talking. No, no, no. And I'm with you on that one. He was 
human. Yeah. Is the best way I could put it. Uh, he, he opposed, like he has, he's criticized a lot of Republican presidents on their stances on stuff. He has also criticized many liberal or many Democrat figures, Bill Clinton included on their stances on things. Mm-hmm. Um, he supported the war on terror, but he has some reservations, a, a, a IE the waterboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, he joined the ACLU and Greenpeace. Uh, he was involved in the ACLU versus NSA lawsuit uh, when uh, Bush was trying to do his warrantless surveillance thing. Um, what else? Uh, critic of Slobodan Milosevic uh, back in the Yugoslavian days. Mm-hmm. Uh, had some really nice things to say about him. I refer you back to Reducto ad uh, Hitlerum on that one. Um, what else? Now, here's the thing. So he's a thinker. He's, you know, he, he's all for certain things, yet he has taken aim at guys like Noam Chomsky and debated some of his views on the way the world works. So th- this is what I'm saying. He's He's been a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. You put that all together and you've got him. And again, not to put him on too high a pedestal, but the archetype he represents by doing that is something I think a lot of people, I think, I think society should look at that. And it is something to aspire to, to not be totally left or totally right. But the trouble is these days, if you do that, if you, if you, if you walk the middle, if you walk the path of, okay, that sounds good. That like, if you're cherry picking from either side, suddenly you're a flip flopper. You're a milk toast fence sitter. You're, you're indecisive. Like, actually, no, I'm just more correct than you are because I've looked at both sides of this and I can honestly tell you that, yeah, uh, on A, B, C, and D, you're right for A, they're right for B and C, and D, neither one of you have any business with. <laughs> I think one of the problems that we've got, um, and I, I, I kind of need to uh, backtrack a little bit. Uh, there was something that we were talking about earlier uh, about how people – I forgot how it was that you worded it, Dallin, that uh, people – People have become the people that you used to know. Oh, yeah. When mm-hmm. people you know become people you knew. Okay. That's the thing that has really bothered me. Because it's not that people have always been X or always never been Y. I mean, that 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 just plays directly into the, the, the Scotsman fallacy. Mm-hmm. And we know for well, we really don't like to be called out on making fallacies if we really can avoid it. But the problem becomes that exactly that people have been swayed into becoming the fringe sides, the extremists. And yeah. that's that's where the biggest problem of it all has has come to be with like you were saying with hitchens he was a complicated person 
he was not all anything. He he was not a typified personality. He was he was all over the map on a lot of ways. Yeah. But he was well thought out for the most part. We didn't always agree with what his conclusions were, but I think that we respected again, this this coming back to that plinth thing, we respected that he tried to use the thinking thing to come to his conclusions. Even yeah. if we thought that he was right or wrong, at least we had the respect enough to see that he tried to think through stuff. And for anybody that's wondering, well, how can you possibly do that? I refer you back to, and you're not going to believe me on this one, Batman. Yes, Batman. Batman is, as a character, so well respected by the people that he fights with that he is also respected by those that he has fought against. That is the strength of his character, admittedly a fictionalized character, but a character nonetheless, where he has consistently been written as, I will never give up. I will never stop doing what I see to be the right thing, even if that takes me into direct conflict with the people that are supposed to be trusting in me. Mm -hmm. He's the one who, who took down the living god of Superman because he thought it through. Because it was the right thing to do. Yes. I'm talking about a fictionalized personality, but it is an example of how you can live a life where people will respect you on both sides. I do believe that both sides of an issue respected him enough to be able to say, yeah, you thought through stuff. I agree with you. I don't agree with you, but you at least went through stuff. And now I'm going to convince, I'm going to do my best to try to change your opinion and convince you in the way that you understand. Yeah. Now, the problem is, like I said, over the last, it's probably longer than I would really like to admit to. So I'm going to go with the last 50 years. That there has been a decided shift, a wedge, if you will, in slowly pushing certain segments of population, voting populations, towards one extreme. Yeah. And the problem is, when you're on that kind of a teeter-totter, what do you do when you're the ones in the middle trying to balance it out? You end up with people that get pushed to the brink on the other side to balance it. Yeah. And that's really where, you know, a lot of, a lot of what we see these days, why it's fallen apart. Like there was, there were so many voices that, we're trying to break people out of, or at least get them to move past the age of survive by imitation. Hmm. There, there, there's your, there's your prop right there, Joseph. 
<clears throat> no, no, no. And look, I don't use it mockingly. As a matter of fact, I I love that concept. Um, but to move past that into the realm of critical thought or to to adult, basically, mm. like to, to really adult. Well, yeah, uh, but, yeah, but a lot of the advocates and voices who spoke that even just 10 years ago, you know, even after like, I'm not saying Hitch's death caused all this, but what I'm saying is a lot of the voices that used to talk about, you know, get past survive by imitation. I mean, yes, you've, you've learned, you've learned everything from your masters, but now it's time for you to strike out on your own. A lot of those voices have now fallen into one side or the other on a political landscape and have forgotten what it is they originally stood for. You know, now instead of saying, you know, embrace rationality, embrace open-mindedness, don't fall onto either one side. It's now, if you disagree with me, you're an istophobe or you're this or you're that. It's, and honestly, I I can honestly say that a lot of it probably came out of a desire to, you know what? Uh, we need more of them sweet fat Patreon bucks. You so know, we got to keep, we, we got to keep the audiences interested. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's but my even, cynical side coming out. <laughs> but, but I can even go, um, even more cynical than that because I mean, you're applying, uh, uh, um, rationalism to their position to m- many people's position that that doesn't even exist. Uh, there's yeah. like, I mean, uh, like it, it comes more to comfort zone. I mean, if, yes. uh, if, if, um, something you say doesn't, uh, ring a positive response in my present neuron, whatever yeah, brain training or whatever, um, my collective, uh, group of ideas that I was brought up with then your well you can basically apply any label but it basically um it amounts to just like not same it equals bad yeah it's it's a very binary way of thinking and there's a huge amount of irony behind what i've just said there i wouldn't even use the word so, that's that's my new my new horse is now um well not new horse but i mean um my latest thing is really when you listen to somebody's um quote-unquote rationalization you, you have to decide whether they're reacting or thinking there's a huge difference between reacting and thinking because basically when somebody reacts and they feel the need to defend themselves. They're just going to grab the per- first tool or first piece of shit that they can get their hands on in their in their brain, you know, whatever's most familiar, and just throw it at you, just to avoid any critical thought. Quite often. No, I got you. Uh, is, then I'll, the, I'll, I'll kind of put this to you guys to think about, though. Uh, A is it safe to say that 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 level of extremism uh and and just 
I, I got two pieces on this, so hang on a second. Uh, Dallin, for you, do you think that it's fair to say that 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 extremism simply becomes, if you disagree with me, you're wrong, full stop? And Joseph, do you think that it's fair to uh, crap? I'm losing. I'm losing track of where I was. Uh, um, that the the easiest way of determining if someone is um, reacting versus rationalizing uh, is probably not the right word for it, but screw it. I'm going to go with it is if it comes down to, I just feel dot, 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 dot. It's uh, yeah. Basically I I think um, in many cases it's just feeling it just, I, okay, I'm going to make an, uh, an analogy that's as condescending as fuck, but I mean, to the non-critical thinker, um, imagine they're in a playpen, <laughs> you know, and uh, in their playpen are all the toys that, uh, you know, they were given through their childhood. And, um, you know, to the non critical thinker who's not going to consider anything outside of their playpen. I mean, their playpen is their entire world. So, if you, uh, for a non-critical thinker, if you, uh, I don't know, poke one of their toys or try to take it or, you know, (laughs) or even introduce a new toy into the playpen they're not familiar with, um, the reaction you would get from a toddler, um, emotionally would be the same it's just in an adult they just have more you know experiences giving them um more things to throw at you that's all and i wouldn't call that rationalization i call that more justification that's probably a better that's probably the better term for it yeah thank you uh and dallin what do you think uh Okay, I was so wrapped up in listening to what Joseph said. Well, uh, well what, what uh, I was what, saying was yeah. that for yeah. um, that it, it could very it could more easily be the 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 extremist part of it all. Yeah, if you if you are not if you disagree with me, you're just wrong. Full stop. Yeah, and that's defensive defensive reaction. That's all. Yeah, but it used to Shields be with. Up. It used to be with us or with, you know, the, the more rational people. We would hope that we would fall into that category. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I speak very highly, but no. It used to be that we could say it, you know, we could hear a claim and we could say, you're wrong and here's why, or, or here's my evidence to show that you're wrong. But with the extreme, with the extremists these days, it's just you're wrong. And then they take it one step further and they do everything they can to make sure that you never disagree with them again. And that could be, that could take many forms. Well, wait a minute. We'll back you up just a little bit. Once upon a time, I think it would have been more and, and see if I'm nuancing this a little bit better. You don't, I don't agree with you. Let me show you why I'm thinking the way that I am 
to try to convince you to join my way of thinking about this. As opposed to the much more adversarial, you're wrong, and you should be you should be going along with me because. Yeah, and that is again, where it's, you it, sort of have yeah, yeah the nuance but, of it all. Yeah, but that's where you have the separation between the so-called firebrands and the people who are actually trying to help. Oh my God, I'm sorry. You, as soon as you said firebrand. It, it, <laughs> Yeah, well, you know exactly no, no. where I'm going with it. Not exactly, but Bridget, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm just suddenly realizing heretic woman, all the times where she went after as a friggin' bulldog with with uh uh with uh Ashley and, and Susie, not only was she the one yelling at people, she would go ahead and she would in the same breath be yelling the reason the whole way yeah. down the board. Even if yeah. it was quoting surahs and 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 chapter and verse and the whole, oh my god, I but this, I gotta get this, in touch with them and find out if there's any video of her. God damn it! <laughs> but there's just one thing in you know um, trying to convince the non-critical thinker is that uh, I think it was uh, I read an article recently about this uh, about. Um, <clears throat> Uh, trying uh, how to have a conversation with uh, a member of your anti-vaxxer family uh, during Thanksgiving. And uh, it basically, the, the gist of the article comes down to um, when you're arguing, when you're having a discussion or trying to have a discussion with somebody like this, um, it comes down to facts don't matter. Because to the non-critical thinker, um, you know, who survives by imitation. Uh, everything in their head is somebody else's idea. And, uh, you know, asking them to reason, um, as well-intentioned as you may be, and the most, uh, quote-unquote, right you may be, you know, what you're advancing is a demonstration of, um, a reality, a testable demonstration of reality, it doesn't matter because um, what it comes down to is uh, the willingness to the, the list, of the listener to, to actually test, to realize that your message, you have nothing to do with your message. You're trying to make a description of reality that they can examine and test for themselves. You know, that's the whole point. That's the difference between, uh, as you were saying before, the firebrand and somebody who's actually trying to help with it. You know, if I'm trying to help you, <clears throat> I'm trying to give you a more accurate description of reality so that you can better survive in it. Whereas the firebrand, um, they basically want to turn you into a clone of themselves. Yeah. Or, again, if if the firebrand and the I don't know what you'd even call that. I don't want to say non-firebrand, but like like a, the olive branch person, the, the one who wants to converse. If they both say the same message, you know, there's there's a thing about delivery. Uh, my job involves a little bit of social engineering nowadays because when you're trying to communicate with people to get them to do what you need them to do to move a process along, 
you, there are points you have to hit in a conversation that will help motivate them. And a lot of people just react defensively to, to firebrands. I mean, yeah, it's, it's high class entertainment watching, you know, street preachers get completely yelled at and verbally bitch slapped by people. You know, it's, it's, it's great fun, but is it really working? Whereas if you do walk up to a person and say, you know what? Okay. You know, I get where you're coming from, but you know, there's this, there's that, you know, how do you reconcile all of this? You know, it it comes down to being a statesman, so to speak. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if you're, if you're nothing but bluster and blather, even if you may have substance in your words, it's not going to be, they're not going to be received very well. But at you know, the same like time, I, if, you, if you take the olive branch apro- approach and you, yeah. um, because the, the firebrand, when I, when, when I underlined the firebrand, um, the firebrand, yeah, we're talking about two different things because you can, you can present facts as a firebrand and you can also, uh, present, uh, a quote unquote, um, case as, um, you know, without evidence as, as a firebrand. Um, but on the, on the reception end, I guess it's pretty well the same because I mean, if you're, if you're trying to convince somebody, uh, without, uh, who's not going to consider evidence, actually it all comes down to the same, uh, somebody who's not willing to consider evidence or anything, any quote unquote fact outside of their, their, comfort zone um yeah it makes no difference it's just basically if you're a firebrand yeah you're gonna get an immediately an immediate shields up and maybe even swords out whereas um if you take the more olive branch approach the conclusion is probably going to be something like uh well let's agree to disagree yeah yeah the the problem with that though is that the people for whom it doesn't matter what you come to them with. Those are the cults. And I'm, I'm, I'm using this as a very broad stroke for a second. They're yeah. the ones who it doesn't matter how you present. They're simply entrenched and there's, yeah. there's just no going back to them for people. Uh, sorry, for personalities like that. The firebrand, I think, is arguably very, very arguably, the ones that are going to break through because they would be the ones loud enough to attract enough attention around to seed the social circles. That's the word that I'm looking for. Uh, and, and that's kind of a, a concept I'm going to have to explain really quickly. It's, it's relatively easy. Uh, in order to indirectly get into somebody's head so that they get closer to the receptive area. And what I mean by social circles, uh, because I've used this term before and and I'll, I'll just make this quick. I think in terms of every single person has their social circle, the people that are relatively close to them, those that are further out, but still, you know, they can still have an influence. And then there is, everybody else 
and, and I'm not taking it from the standpoint of, you know, it it's me and then it's everybody else. That's a different matter entirely. But the people who are within a certain sphere of influence, if there are enough of them that are at least receptive enough, they eventually can go ahead and at a later point, hey, you know, maybe this person had something to think about. And because they would be someone inside of their shield, for lack of a better way of putting it, maybe, just maybe, they can get the ball rolling to get someone closer to the receptive, even if not necessarily to change, but at least receptive enough to listen to somebody who is of the much more olive branch type. I don't know where I sit in the whole damn thing. I think I waver a lot between not exactly one or the other, but a, a lot of like in the middle of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, like for me, um, I don't know. Like I, I've, of course I've never been good at, uh, <laughs> when I yell at people, I, I tend to get very abusive and it's not good. Um, but I'm sure it feels great in the moment. But yeah. then when you, when you see the look on the person's face that you've, uh, you've yelled at and you suddenly realize what you've done, you're kind of not feeling so good afterwards. Yeah. Uh, which is why I tend to be very, very soft spoken around people. Uh, plus I have a genetic disposition known as a short fuse. No, literally ask anyone in our family. We all suffer from it. No, I'm, and, I'm... And, Trust me, I I have seen some explosions in my family that uh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get away with this because I can. Well, you have to speak up just a little bit. I mean, from all the way up there, how the hell are we supposed to hear you? A fair point. That's a fair point. See, I'm um, allowed to get away with this because he is far and away taller than I am. And that yeah. came to play the first time we actually met in full in, in reality, so yeah, his first words to me were, damn, you're tall. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, he is properly measured in meters. So. Yeah. All right. Technically, I am too. But I mean, you know, we. we whatever. Well, we, we could be measured in Kadam as well. I mean, it just depends on where you go, where you come from, you know. That's a good point. Anyway. um. Yeah, I, I don't know where I, where I truly fall on it. Like um, listening to Hitch sometimes when he would go when he would argue with some people, you know, he was he had that deadpan. Yeah, you know, say like, oh, well, well such as this. No, it isn't. You know, he just he, he yeah, just he cut was, it. He was a, he was a goddamn roadblock, wasn't he? Yeah, that's that's um, he, he he didn't have to be a firebrand because he knew how to just put up a roadblock and just say. Nope, stop right there. I'm I'm just going to stop you right there because we're going to hash this piece out right here, right now. We're not yeah. going to, you do not pass go. You do not collect 200 pounds. Stop right there. Yeah, and he and was it, a goddamn master at that. Yeah. And you see, that's, that's the kind of people you need on either side of, uh, of a debate or an argument or whatever is you need people to say, okay, you know what? Hold it right there. No, no, no. You shut your mouth and. We're going to talk about this. And this is why I have so much trouble watching 
political discourse or whatever, because like, okay, I've been watching a little bit of this on YouTube, like just watching, you know, uh, candidates for positions be evaluated by, by senators or congressmen or whatever. And, you know, they'll ask a question and then the answer that comes out of it is just, you didn't answer the question. And then they repeat the same thing over and over again. And it's like, and then there's, there's interruptions. There's somebody calling for order. Your time is up. And it, it feels like nothing gets done. And it's like, you know, if you had guys like Hitch to get in there and say, okay, we're not getting off this topic until we talk about this particular thing. Uh, and to do it in such a way that is, you've been slapped in the face, but you thank him for it because he does it in such a way that, yeah, you've been shot down, but you've been kind of respected or, or maybe you deserved that slap in the face. You're kind of convinced of it afterwards. You know, Hitch was the type of person that I truly believe if he was set into one of these kinds of political things, like you're talking about, he would probably lead off with, I'm going to be asking you several very simple, straightforward yes or no questions, and then after you give me your answer, I'll be more than happy to entertain whatever additional pieces you'd like to put in there for information, for for context. Do you do you affirm that you will answer the questions in the affirmative or the negative to start off with and have that acknowledged before continuing on with any additional information? Yeah. And if the answer that comes back from that is not a yes or a no, it's like, okay, let the record show that this person refused to answer my first question. I yield back my time because otherwise this is a waste of my breath. You know, right there. Yeah. Like I said, he is exactly that type of personality. And why was I able to come up with that one? Because I've thought about exactly this problem before. And God damn it. I wish it was straightened out easier. Yeah, um, and that, that was one thing I always admired with Hitch is that he was he was well spoken, well informed. He did his research, and I mean, given the job he had, true, you know, as as a journalist, sorry, as an actual journalist, because that label, too many people are being tarred with that honorific brush these days. Agreed, or maybe that's just me. Uh, anyways. Bottom line, he, I don't think he ever went into anything without doing a ton of research first. And, you know, I, as much as I miss the fact that he's, as much as I hate the fact that he's not around, I'm kind of glad he's not because if he'd seen what kind of socio political cultural world we've turned into now he probably would have just said screw this i'm out of here you'll never hear from me again because or i'm pretty sure well no i'm pretty sure that if he was he was around today and if he blogged anything or if he wrote anything he would be as demonized and deconstructed as two of the other pillars in the atheist circle Or he might have been the type of personality to have just said, I'm now going to teach you all how 
I think through things and how you can think through things as well. Here we go. Yeah. And I'd like to think that too, but I don't think there would be much of an audience right now. I don't know. Speaking engagements for him. He did a lot of them. He did a lot of them. And he had a lot of debates and he went out there in public and he did his thing and he kept doing his thing until he died. Yeah. But it's been 10 years since a lot has happened. A lot of things have changed. A lot of, a lot of public views have changed. A lot of opinions have changed. The, the movement that embraced him as one of the four horsemen, I'm going to say it. I don't think it exists anymore, at least not in any viable form right now. And if anyone hears this and wants to fight me on that one, you know how to get a hold of me. Bring it. Prove me wrong. Good Lord, you're tall. Well, yes, he is, but that's not the point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I did I boom that down a little bit too loud from on high here? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there there is something to be said for that. You know, there has been, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, a a vacuum not of power, but of rationality uh, of of his voice. He made a he made a name for himself. He went out he made the debates he and stephen fry when they oh my god uh, i gotta i gotta try to hunt that one down uh he and stephen fry did a debate i forget exactly what it was but it was something about um is the catholic church ultimately a force for good and to say that he absolutely eviscerated the folks from the Catholic Church does not do justice because they did it in the old Oxford style. They had everybody came in, they gave everybody a, a card that had what was the what was the topic? How do you vote on the proposition? Put it in. Okay, we'll tally up the votes at the end. And at the end of the thing, they said the, the the number of people that agreed with the proposition was this at the beginning. It is now this. And to say that they swung that debate was absolutely underwhelmingly a wrong statement to say because they absolutely crushed. And if memory serves, I think Stephen Fry kind of basically said after the fact... I didn't really need to say anything, but I'm here, so I might as well. (laughs) He did his thing. He did his thing. And like I said earlier, you know, I've, I've not read books on a, on a, on a serious basis in a very, very long time. I've simply not been able to even attempt and I've got several uh, screw it. I bought for myself, digital copies of, believe it or not, some of the My Little Pony comic books because it was part of a humble bundle thing. I haven't even read any of those, and I bought that a good two or three years ago. That gives you an idea as to what kind of condition my brain's been in. Yeah. And 
he did his thing, he did his talks, and for even those who are functionally illiterate, and I, I don't exactly qualify under that, although maybe, he taught by his own damned example. And I don't know. Maybe we just didn't learn enough. Maybe we need to kind of push that again. Maybe we need to dig them up and, and have them go ahead and talk. Anybody know a good necromancer? That'd be really nice right about now. <laughs> I don't know any. I've only played one in EverQuest. I can't help you. That'd be nice, though. Actually, no. Because at this point, he's he's more bone than anything else after 10 years. I, I don't think he'd have much in the line of vocal cords left over anyway. So, yeah. Pity. Yeah, it's... It hurts. It is kind of too bad that we don't have... I honestly don't think we have people like him anymore, at least none that are that that could be adopted as much of a household name because well obviously anybody knew we'd be holding to his standard. You know, that that's the bad thing when you when you get that first hit, like the Star Wars hit, and every subsequent instance of it afterwards you want to feel that same hit but you won't because it's something you only get once in a lifetime you know or it's something you only get once as a culture so it's uh it's tough and although again i don't see anybody these days with who could even come up as a close second to Hitchens right now in, in any circles. And that's a shame. I think we could really use somebody, you know, not necessarily to, to follow after or to imitate, but maybe somebody who could inspire others to do something more than what they are. You know, just, just put them on enough of a pedestal to say that there are qualities of that person I want to emulate and just leave it at that. A new teacher. We've yeah. got, we've got science communicators. Why can't we have rationality educators, communicators? Well, before communicating, <clears throat> we need, we need people to, who are good at teaching people to think or learning how to learn. And that's even before the learning starts. Meaning that that's something that needs to, we, you know, I was going to say, we need people to be learning this stuff at a far younger age than adulthood. But we've seen that there are people who have taught, who, who have inspired science learning in people who are definitely of the adult age. And 
I'm very, very specifically thinking of two very important people in that area who also kind of work into the rationality area. The guys from Mythbusters, of all things. When the question becomes, well, how much info do we need for testing this out? Well, yes, we know the answer is always yes. But we also know that when the question like that comes up, the answer tends to be, let me talk to a guy who knows. And that's something that doesn't happen nearly often enough, isn't it? Yeah. And even after you talk to the guy who knows, I mean, his, whatever his, uh, his case is, it has to be demonstrable. And the person listening has to have the willingness and, and ability to, to test it for themselves. Well, when it, so then it becomes, <laughs> it becomes part of their toolbox. I'm it, sorry. It, 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 I'm sorry. I'm laughing at this one, but uh, I'm I'm thinking to myself, and uh, I'm, I'm thinking to myself. Okay, so how many times are you allowed to test um, making a cement mixer disappear <laughs> with info? <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just it's 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 one of those moments in 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 science history for me that will never not be funny for me. I mean, Dallin's definitely got A-10 go pert. Uh, (laughs) Many others have got um, cement mixer go poof. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we're coming up to the top of the hour. We need to, we need to see about uh, cleaning up shop over here. Um, for me, really, just as a real quick, you know, think through stuff. You don't have to be super, super educated. You don't need to have a great diploma. You don't need to necessarily have read a whole bunch of books. Just keep your ears open and listen. You'll learn a lot that way. You really do. Try to remember to do that. Um, Bridget, what uh, you you've been very quiet the last half of this all. What 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 last item you got? Uh, really nothing. Okay, well that's <laughs> easy enough. Yeah, the headache just kicked in. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Well, see, if you'd been drinking Johnny Walker Black, you know, you might not have even noticed I that yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I, I know why. I know why. And the Johnny Walker definitely would not have necessarily helped in this case. Um, <laughs> Dallin, what, uh, what, what last do you have? Um, if you see something on the news, read something in the headlines. Or hear something before you utter a word. Take a breath. Take a moment and think. Because you may find that uncomfortable as that initial reaction was, what was said, what you heard, 
might be the right thing or might be a good thing. Just think before you act is all I ask. That's a good. And Joseph, what uh, what last item have you got, if anything? Um, no, I'm good. Okay. I just, uh, yeah, I I hope whatever I was saying uh, addressed today's topic. <laughs> you did fine. No worry about it much. <laughs> so in that case, uh, folks. Believe it or not, it looks like we might actually get out of here on time for a change. So thank you, everybody, for being with us. Hope that you had uh, fun listening to all of what we've had to say and found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives to think about for the week ahead. Uh, just as an aside, uh, looking at the calendar, uh, because I've got several different things that go on at different days of the week, the upcoming couple of weeks, uh, we should not have any change in our schedule. Uh our upcoming shows are going to end up being on uh, Boxing Day and then the 2nd of January. So nothing really should be interfering holiday-wise. So we should be in pretty good shape uh, coming up on the you know couple of weeks ahead. So thank you, everybody. Uh, over on the chat, uh, Stephanie, Felis, of course, guys, thank you. Try to take care of yourselves, please. I know you're succeeding, but, you know, we still worry about you because that's what family does, whether you like it or not. So whatever. Joseph, again, thank you. Glad you're able to make it. Um, I hope you're able to take another nap or something at least, but <laughs> have yourself a good rest of the week, man. Yeah, you too. May you all take care. So there's going to be a show next week. Yes. All right. All right. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I I feel weird because I'm thinking to myself, okay, so next should be oh he yeah he's he's not here uh oh yeah he's not here, Bridget, thank you of course I I hope you feel better you know tomorrow, and uh, thanks so much. Who do you want to go ahead and skewer tonight? Ron Johnson. You know, sorry, dude, but. But Listerine does not kill COVID, okay? Well, I mean, you, you can't necessarily say that. I mean, a thirty-eight special will. Kill COVID? Well, I mean, in, in the lab. I mean, even Listerine has come out and said, shut up, dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm 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 quite certain that you're paraphrasing just a little bit. Though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they've had something to say about it as well. So that's fair. Yeah. And before anybody gives me credit or gives me crap about it, there is an old, long-standing rule: everything can be killed with a bullet in the lab. Okay. But once you go into a body. You know, bullets not usually such a good choice. That's 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 where that all comes from. That's that's the old reductum ad uh, cult, I guess. Winchester, whatever. I don't I don't I don't care. Whatever. Find a find a new name for it. But but uh, seriously, you take care of yourself, huh? And thanks. I will. I plan on taking painkillers and. I don't know how I started to say I'm going to go face down, but that's not 
really accurate either. I can't find a comfortable position because I made the mistake of getting jabs in both arms. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I'll see. And I'm a slide, side sleeper, so yeah, it's been problematic. <laughs> I'll say that for after we're off the air. Thank you, honey. Dallin, I'm glad you're able to make it because otherwise this would have been just her and me for a while. And hmm, that's uh, – Yeah. Thank you. And uh, Yeah, and, you know, great is – it's always good to be here. Uh, unfortunately, I'm pretty confident I won't make it next weekend because there is – there's a con that happens up here every summer called Furay. Right. Uh, happens at Edmonton in, in July. Next Saturday is their annual Christmas party slash fundraiser. Now they are doing it, things a little bit differently this year. Like there's no potluck because of the, uh, you know, the unspecified virus of unknown origin. Still. Yeah. Um, but there are plans. Apparently, it's going to be more of an all-day event. But this is going to be a chance for me to connect with people in the city that I haven't seen in a very long time. So, don't know when I'm going to be home. <laughs> well, have fun. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so I again, good chance I won't be around uh, that night, or by the time I get home, it's going to be <laughs> too tired and night, you know. <laughs> Perfectly understandable. Absolutely, perfectly understandable. But I'm glad you're able to make it. So, any any spiel that you want to go through, or would you like me to handle? Uh, no, go ahead. It's all yours. All right. So, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. If you would like to be in contact with us, all the information is over at holtcrapthevlogcast.com, of course. I have to take a swing over there because I'm getting messages that say, hey, you should really moderate this post. And I look at the preview, oh. it's like, a oh, great, I've got more yeah, spam. No, there, there's a reason for that. We can talk about it off, off air. Fair enough. Uh, because of Dallin, if you would like to get the audio version of the podcast, you've got the link over on the left side of the pages over there. Phone number, if you'd like to leave a message, is 859-HCTV-554. 859-4288-554. Um, believe it or not, after all this time, finally getting better at memorizing it. A little bit. Just, just a little bit. Please be safe, everybody. We, we, we said at the top of the show, you know, all the stuff that was happening with the weather over here in the U.S. today has just been horrific. We know that this is not normal by the stretch of the imagination. This is not something that ends up happening uh, over on the mainline, uh, uh, mainland over in you know Europe and such. But um, if it's the wrong this, time of the year for this stuff, yeah. With the way that things end up going, though. I'm really, really concerned about what's going to end up happening as we get into the colder. Because Lord knows, January, February should be interesting. So please be careful. If we don't get to hear from you as the season goes on, please remember you're in our thoughts for the holiday seasons. Please be safe, be healthy. And please do not murder anybody. We don't get anything on Patreon. We can't bail you out. So please don't do that. I know being around with family is only so much you can handle, but just keep that in mind. But in any case, 
Take very good care of yourselves. We'll be looking forward to seeing you again soon. So to the next time we're together, everyone, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. My lady, too damn many years on, I am still in love. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. So till the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.